I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to Five Questions from Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabelle. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is Chairman and Editor-in-Chief of Forbes Media, Steve Forbes. Aside from his role at Forbes, he is the host of the What's Ahead podcast and has authored many books, including his latest, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. We talk about his book, his interest in politics, and Forbes during this episode. Steve, welcome to Five Questions. Good to be here. Thank you very much. What originally piqued your interest in politics and what has kept you interested over multiple decades? Politics is about how people organize themselves, what kind of society you create, what kind of environment you enable people to work in, hopefully thrive in. When you look at uh, the human condition, why are things going well in the past? Why are things going badly in the past? It's history. People are always interesting. People is politics. It's not be all end all as the totalitarians would have it, but hopefully you have the kind of political system that brings out the best in the character of a nation. Well said. And it impacts uh, you whether you like it or not, right? It's even if you don't uh, think politics is impacting your life, it is in more ways than you can even think of. That's right. And my uh, grandfather was uh, interested in it because of uh, how how it impacted the environment for commerce. My father had been involved in uh, politics for a while back in the 1950s and the New Jersey politics. It's always been an interest and you're right. And speaking of your family, what did you learn from your father and grandfather on how to run a publishing company? And what lessons would you pass down to your children? My grandfather loved the word stick to The key thing is to find something that you have a knack for, that you like. My grandfather always knew from an early age that he wanted to be a business reporter. He was one of 10 children, six of 10 children in Scotland, but he got that ambition and he went around parts of the world, eventually came to the United States in the early 1900s and became a successful business reporter. Let me just quickly relate one story. He, uh, when he came to New York, couldn't find a job. So he went to an editor one day and said, uh, I'll offer you my services for free. And if I show my worth, I trust you'll hire me. Well, he was taking a risk. That's entrepreneurship. He knew if he just knocked on doors, he was going nowhere. So he took that risk. He, then he got the job, but he was so full of energy and ambition that he went to another editor using a different name and got hired there. And probably the highlight of his life was when the two editors got into an argument as to who had the best business reporter. It was my grandfather in uh, both cases. My uh, father, we learned from him, there's a lot of uh, scut work involved in anything you do. We know that preparing for athletic events, but it's true in, uh, when you're working on a project or in the workplace, uh, you have to be willing to do the unglamorous things to get a good result. And the key thing is working with people. The key thing is recognizing that you can't do it all yourself. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, what your father did is exactly what I did. I wrote a lot of articles in the beginning for free, free speeches, free research reports, and even before that, free internships like at you know Reebok and other companies that had had helped elevate my whole career because it's kind of like a low cost, low risk to the employer to be able to take that on. And then if you do a really good job, you kind of justify 
the money at that point. So I, I'm like very into that career strategy. And I think a lot of people still overlook it because they think that their work is valuable when if their work was valuable, they'd already be getting paid for it. So I think sometimes you have to kind of do something and make those type of sacrifices to get yourself in the door. And I think that's one of the better strategies because I've lived it. And why did you focus on inflation for your new book? And what do most people not understand about how it impacts their work lives? Inflation was clear about a year ago when we started on this with my co-authors, that this was going to be a looming problem. What of the things we try to explain in this book, it's a very reader-friendly, very straightforward, we kept the jargon out, is there are two kinds of inflation. One is non-monetary, which is what happens, say, when you have a drought or a war that disrupts things or the COVID lockdowns, which just vastly disrupted supply chains, leading to uh, dislocations and price increases. Those things, if you leave them alone, will eventually work their way out. The other kind of inflation, which is the most dangerous kind, is the monetary kind, where you lower the value value of money, which affects prices. And as Keynes said, not one in a million understand what is going on. Why are the prices going up? Why do activities uh, not being rewarding where a speculation seems to be more of a way to get ahead than turning out new products and services. So it's not just economic, it's corrosive of social trust. So we wanted to get a book out there that explained what the inflations are, showed how governments in the past have made a mess in fighting it, what the Biden administration is doing now, scapegoating. I mean, we point out in Roman times, they blamed Christians. In medieval times, they blamed witches. In the early 20s in Germany, they blamed Jewish bankers and merchants. Nixon, the early 70s blamed the Arabs. They're always blaming somebody else, but it's government undermining the integrity of the money that is the problem. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. And taking a step back, looking at the entire economy, what are you most optimistic about and pessimistic about? In terms of the economy, I'm a optimistic that uh, the American economy, the very fact that it is a free economy, can adjust to mistakes, can adjust to changing environments, and uh, therefore can self-correct in a way that other economies cannot, can do it faster. And uh, what I worry about, though, is that policymakers continue creating an environment where that kind of process is hindered. We saw that in the late 1970s. People had a feeling maybe we're going to turn this thing around. It didn't happen with Jimmy Carter, unfortunately. It did happen with Ronald Reagan. What I worry about is that we're pursuing things that stand in the way of it instead of getting out of the way. That's why uh, I am optimistic, but I just wish it could happen sooner. <laughs> well, I'm glad there's hope. There's always it- hope. Uh, you, you, you give people the uh, right environment. Don't have them focus on a lot of stuff that doesn't uh, isn't productive, like this crazy tax code we have. It's amazing the creativity people, people from the most unlikely backgrounds can come up and do great things. Uh, you never see it coming. That's what uh, is a miracle of it. Definitely. <laughs> and what's your best piece of career advice? Find out what you have a knack for and be prepared for failure and setbacks. It's painful 
but so you learn more from whether your mistakes than you do from your successes. As my father liked to say, if you think you've arrived, you're ready to be shown the door. So find out what you have a knack for, be prepared uh, to do what my grandfather called stick to and know you're going to get battered about sometimes along the way. That's life, but you learn. Steve Jobs, remember, was fired from his own company before the age of 30 and learned painfully how to become an effective CEO. You can uh, have the same kind of career path when you get a setback. Move ahead. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Steve. To follow his journey, you can read his book, Inflation, and find him on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where he shares his political views, articles, and appearances. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <music>